0: say some things hello adventure love connection risk passion Passion. evolution play life the archetypal tarot podcast provocative mythology for the 21st century happy new year's to our archetypal tarot podcast listeners this is syndera quackenbush speaking and i hope that the 2020s is finding you well so far this year as per our tradition, Julianne, Java, and I, together over the phone, picked a card for 2020. This time we picked one from the Rider Waite, Major Arcana, and one from the mono cards to bring a bit of mainland and island wisdom together for our New Year's reading. This podcast includes each of our reflections on the two cards, which were, drum roll, please, the Strength card from the Major Arcana and the La'a Mau Mau card from the Mana cards. You can find a full podcast on our exploration of strength in our podcast history, but to summarize, the Strength card image depicts a young woman in white, wearing a floral crown, her hands at the mouth of a lion, its tail between its legs. It is a bright and clear spring or early summer's day. La La'amowmow also depicts a female figure emerging from a wooden vessel. Her lower half is like a spiraling whirlwind that comes from the calabash. She holds the string of a kite that is attached to a stingray swimming in the light of the sunset. This goddess of wind smiles out at us. The accompanying book to the monocards tells a story for La mao about the demigod Maui. Here is a section of that story. Maui wishes to fly a giant kite, but he needs help from the great winds to do it. But the winds that he ends up calling are not for kite flying at all. They are as mighty as the gods themselves. He ignores the warnings and calls increasingly for these powerful winds until the winds themselves are wrested out of the calabash, and the winds raged out of control and created a storm that ravaged all of the taro fields. Now, the people became so angry at Maui for the destruction he had caused that they wouldn't have anything to do with him. In his isolation, Maui built a small kite which taught him to observe the relationship between the winds and the weather. That is how Maui discovered the ways that the winds could be used to assist fishermen and farmers. Because he shared his discovery freely, the people forgave him for the destruction he had caused. And they began to call him Maui whose kite foretells the weather. Now, there is an interesting parallel between Maui and his relationship to the wind and the connection between the woman of strength and the lion. Perhaps if we were to get the full story of the woman of strength, things may not have always been so easy with the lion that she is now eternally gracefully letting us see. Perhaps like Maui, there was an experience of facing something much larger than herself, a force that seemed greater than initial understanding. Perhaps there were scar-laden lessons that transpired before the lion's tail crept between his legs and the force of nature could be adequately handled with care. What lessons have we learned in our 20 teens and before that have led us to this moment? How are we called to face the forces of the 2020s, both politically and environmentally? The woman of strength would not have subdued the lion with physical prowess alone. Any natural lion could have easily overtaken her. Her calm, her patience, and a deep inner strength have brought this quiet triumph. And a quiet triumph it is. This is not arms held high, the celebration of victory in the strength. This is hands at work. And not just any work, but the work at the mouth of the lion. This work we do has teeth. And her head is bowed low in intimate focus. This card doesn't just say, you're strong. Congratulations. It says, you are going to need strength for this work and you are going to gain strength as you move through it, facing fears along the way. In the great polarities, controversies, and tricksters we are bound to face in 2020, there is a clue here for how to handle that which is difficult and that which has teeth. How will we relate with the powers greater than our individual selves? How can we work with these forces for good while not allowing them to take over beyond our control? The chaotic winds of Maui's kite catastrophe bring to mind the climate changes we see reflected increasingly in every continent's corner. As this podcast records, Australia burns a new reality that has touched too close to home here in California each year as well. Maui's story also hints that there are winds of change at work, and I think of the Chinese proverb that in the winds of change, some build walls while others build windmills. What will we choose as a collective? I pray that we are given the wisdom to know when to take cover and when to ride the winds and dare to transform. In my first meditation for 2020, which was on these images we drew for the New Year's, the orange colors of each card reflected the second chakra, and the bright yellows reflected the third chakra. I became aware of the space between these two chakras, between belly and the solar plexus. The feminine orange glow of the second chakra, with its home of feeling and fluidity, was ready to receive and the fire of the third chakra of masculine aim and willpower was ready for action. The place between where these two meet and relate formed a golden-orange-yellow glow of welcoming warmth and activity for this new year. Despite it all, there was the gleam of embodied hope. Here are Julianne Javot's thoughts on 2020, La Mau and Strength. Uh, so I'm going to speak. I'm going to read what she wrote. So I'll be embodying Julianne here for you. My initial impression of these two cards for 2020 doesn't thrill the part of me that just wants things to get better now, magically and overnight, as the child archetype might wish. What will it take to redirect the perilous course we are on? I believe it will require that people understand and care for each other and the planet. This statement is simply said, but the scale of this undertaking is immense. It's going to take a lot of perseverance. The word La Mau Mau means distant sacredness. The sacred is distant? distant, but always there. The poet Hafez reminds us, now is the season to know that everything you do is sacred. This podcast will end with that full poem, by the way. So part of the interpretation of this card is that acceptance and atonement are necessary steps to attainment. So how about this atonement thing? It's not a word we use much in modern life and something that seems antiquated. It also seems very heavy. Maybe it feels too religious in a world that values secularism. But how about if we look at it as at one mint? Now that is something I can work with. We are at one in our risks, at one with what is sacred, even at one with our mistakes and their consequences. The Strength card encourages us by reminding us that strength has to be built over time. She has the lion's jaws in her hands and has no fear of him, or any fear that makes her back off anyway. She didn't just walk up to the lion and pry its mouth open, nope. It was patience and perseverance, knowing that every step forward and every step back was stoking the strength that she needs to attain peace. There is something about these two cards that makes me wonder what the proper gold should be. What does a wind look like? Okay, definitely not World War III or ecological disaster. The best future we can hope for is harmony, where the masculine and feminine parts of us are in cooperation, where we live on this beautiful planet knowing we are inextricably a part of the natural world, and that its only wish is that we know and live this truth. Knowing and living this truth will mean we remember the sacred in every moment. And when we forget, like when we're screaming at CNN, to know that mistakes are woven into this process. And yes, these two powerful cards have a lot of keep calm and carry on all about them. Now, here is that Hefez poem to close us out until next time. Now is the time. Now is the time to know that all that you do is sacred. Now, why not consider a lasting truce with yourself and God? Now is the time to understand that all your ideas of right and wrong We're just a child's training wheels to be laid aside when you can finally live with veracity and love. Now is the time for the world to know that every thought and action is sacred, that this is the time for you to compute the impossibility that there is anything but grace. Now is the season to know that everything you do is sacred. Speaking of sacred, before I leave you, I am excited to announce that I will be offering my first ever retreat to Joshua Tree, my place of birth, for an in-depth instruction of how to use the story through stone reflection cards and imagery. We will be asking the deep questions February 17th through 21st, and I will be joining with my dear friend Desiree Ammons, who will be offering her suka self-care rituals at the retreat, which will include yoga, hair brushing, hot tubbing, and other desert escapes. I would love to see you there, and you can check out the details at storythroughstone.org forward slash retreat. And remember, through is spelled T-H-R-O-U-G-H. We are also still accepting questions and readings to be featured on the podcast, which you can submit by becoming a patron and emailing tarotpodcast at gmail.com. Make your tiny tiny pledge at tiny.cc forward slash tara. and warmest thanks to our current patrons Kat, Richard, Allie, and Geneva. Thank you so much. Happy New Year and see you soon.